Surviving the Holidays, Part 2, Podcast Number 11. Tis the season for self-care and looking at how children are impacted. I found an article in the Grief Digest magazine that looks at three ways to survive grief during the holidays. One, lower your expectation. Make sure you are being patient, kind, and give yourself quality self-care. Healing from grief is like healing from a broken leg or stomach flu. It is a process that you cannot control but must respect. You wouldn't go dancing on a broken leg or you wouldn't eat a feast after having the flu. Accept that you are not going to have your best holiday ever. Maybe it is important to accept that the day is good enough. Second, don't suffer in silence. I think this is the time that you need to talk about the elephant in the room. Remember, people do not know how to be around you. They are thinking, should I say something? Will I make them cry? Maybe they don't want to talk about it. Or they go overboard and make a big scene. Make some plans. Pick an activity that is a distraction, but not time consuming. Try to step out of your grief and allow your mind to embrace something that you'd like to do. Let an activity be a bid for your attention. Next, try to limit your exposure to grief triggers and annoyance. Make sure that if you need to leave, you are able to do so. Drive yourself and make sure your car doesn't get blocked in. Communicate with the host that you were only able to commit to attend an hour. Next, plan for comfort. Plan something to which you actually look forward to. Maybe go out with a good listener for coffee. Get a massage. Eat something that you have wanted to try. Or go back to the gym. Identify a few places to unload some of your stress and sadness, even if it is for a short period of time. Now I want to switch gears to focus on the children in grief and the holidays. Let's start with a Winnie the Pooh quote. Some people care too much. I think it's called love. In talking with families, I can always hear a happier tone in their voice when they talk about their grandkids or their own children. So I encourage you to communicate with them. The children may feel they have more control of the situation when they can help make decisions and encourage them to share stories, drawings, write a letter, or let them come up with a way that they would like to remember their loved one. I had a grandmother share with me how her grandkids wanted to go to the gravesite so they can share their drawings with grandpa. Give them a scrapbook. This is good for you too. Go back in your memories as to how you met, your first date, favorite music, or movie. If possible, watch that movie or listen to the music together. It provides a special gift of remembering. Give them a picture for them to hold or some type of memento. It will help them to feel close to their loved one. One article recommended allowing the children to have a loved one's shirt or other article of clothing to sleep in. You can even spray the item with fume or aftershave that smells like their loved one. I have been told by many adults that they do this. Remember to have fun with the kids. Laugh. 
Children need to take breaks in grieving, just like you do. During this time, keep a routine as much as possible. Going to bed, getting up, mealtime, and activities. It is important to stay close to the children and show them your tears, for this teaches them that it is okay to show your emotions. You are teaching them how to grieve. Remember, the family is the center of your child's world. It is important to talk with someone who has walked in those shoes of grief over the holidays. On my podcast number 10, I spoke with Chad who lost his son Aaron nine years ago. He has a daughter that was a sophomore in high school at the time, Jessie. I asked Chad about her thoughts during the difficult time. How do you think Jessie's thoughts were? I think she walked on eggshells for a while because she was afraid that she would upset myself or her mom. We ended up having a real deep conversation. I can still remember sitting in the living room talking about this, and we told her that she needed to be open and honest with her own feelings, not to worry so much about us, but she needed to worry about herself at the same time. So if she felt she needed to cry, she should cry. She shouldn't try to hold it back because she didn't want to upset us. Was there anything that led up to that you knew that you needed to have that conversation? Was it like that little voice within you or was there something that told you you needed to share that with her? There was this one time when she went off into another room to cry because she didn't want to cry in front of her mom because she knew it would upset her. And then that's when we had the conversation that we needed to be open with one another. And we didn't want her to feel like she needed to sneak off into another room to cry or to show her emotions. And we encouraged her to do that in front of us as well. So because we were a family, it was just three of us now. So it was a mutual thing, even for you to show your emotions to her as well as her to you. Exactly. How awesome. Did you find that there was a routine that you established with Jesse to help give her? We made her go back to school a week after the funeral. She wanted to, of course, take more time, but by then everyone had gone home and we were trying to search for that new normal. And we insisted that she go back to school because she needed to get back on a regular schedule. And she was not real happy with us at first, but uh, now I think if you were to ask her, she'd say it was probably the best thing we did. You know, in our last podcast, you talked about how Aaron loved drums. And Mm -hmm. so you put a drum on the tree for him every year. Does Jessie have a favorite drum that she uses? Or does she, has she bought a, a drum for Aaron in memory of? She has uh, drum ornaments as well that she puts on her tree. So she puts drums on her tree. We put it on our tree at the house. And then we also take out a little tree to the cemetery. And we put little drums on that as well. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Well, I want to close with another Winnie the Pooh quote. If ever there is tomorrow, when we're not together... There is something you must always remember. You are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. But the most important thing is, even if we're apart, I'll always be with you. Hold your head up high and be proud that you grieve 
because you have loved. Take care.